Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. to be a full crew episode for now at least feel i guess inside. i love having everybody here so it's awesome what's new with you people what's new in the world of games and uh and gaming like things you playing anything left uh, games what are you playing left i am playing world of warcraft because the oh, expansion boy. comes out next week this week this what's week main, i think what's your main left uh, I'm playing my rogue, but I'm thinking of switching, but oh I haven't, goodness. haven't fully decided yet, but, so uh, yeah, I've been working on unlocking some of the, the new races, um, because I'm a completionist at heart and I'm trying to do everything for both the Alliance and the Horde and I'm trying stuff, to, yeah. uh, unlock, ah, but like. I, I do all, like, the stuff that requires, like, you know, redundant grinding. I'll do it. But I don't, I don't like, commit myself to, like, doing raids that take evenings and stuff like that. Like, very, still very casual about it. Raids are hardcore. Yeah, they're, they're a little too hardcore for me. I just, I just like to do quests. That's pretty much all I do in the game. Raids kind of become a second job if you're if you're in a, a type of guild who are hardcore serious, you know. Yeah, exactly. And like I've done that before, like God, long time ago. Now it feels like, but I don't know if I'd ever be able to commit to such an activity again. I mean, it's fun, and if if I had just like a group of of fun people that like I knew personally were playing, then it would probably feel less of a chore and just more like, hey, I'm gaming with friends. Um, but that's probably never going to happen. Like the biggest guilds would always have insane like sub jobs for everyone. Like, okay, you have to make all these potions, you have to grind and get all these materials, and we have to have lottery pools for see who people actually get powered up. But people who are more important get first dibs, and it was like a massive thing. And then if you're yeah, like, a, man. if they needed to fill a hole and you're a pickup person, you had to hope that you could get the scraps. Yeah, we yeah. had no guild. <laughs> it was <laughs> well, like. Like back in in Vanilla WoW days, when you would do like Onyxia, whatever it is, you would you would literally accrue DKP, which stood for Dragon Kill Points, and right. based on the amount of DKP you would earn in a raid, is what you would be allowed to receive as rewards. So if you did not get a lot of Dragon Kill Points, you would not get any rewards. It was it was a harsh system. Yeah, man. War it was Warcraft. for the elite. Still going strong, though. It's impressive, you know? Oh, yeah. It's super casual now compared to what it used to be, though. Yeah, that's um, true. So, you know, you, all, all of this stuff, like, of the DKP and you're having to, you know, if you're, like you said, like, if you're filling in for somebody, all, all of that has kind of gone away because most loot is personalized loot now. So right. you, you get your loot table and that's it. Not, 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 you know, you can still do the classic your guild leader decides everything, but why would you? I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Do you think guild drama is still a thing? Oh, without a doubt. Guilds are still pretty big, and 
I'm sure guilds still have drama because people are dramatic, so you can't have it's gonna happen. Groups. If there's if there's groups of more than X amount of people, there will be Y amount of drama. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I miss WoW, but I think my MMO days are still behind me. But yeah, good game, great, great. I have a lot of good memories in that that game. I actually was reading like I got the. Uh, the chronicles like the book kind of thing that history that goes over the history of the the world and stuff like that oh yeah and uh, i learned a lot of cool stuff that i did not know about the the story of world of warcraft that's awesome so it was really cool do you know what world of warcraft is shelby uh i do yes cool yeah just want to make sure you knew okay have you ever played it no nope. would, would you ever play an mmo Hmm. I did play um what that was it rune runescape yeah that was played that one i think so yeah it was uh it's only because like close to my house we had a uh, a library and they had it installed on the computers there so you go there and like spend an hour on the computers and kicked off because somebody else wanted to play runescape (laughs) and uh, and i think they just like redid a bunch of graphics not too long ago yeah runescape got a big overhaul a few years back where it looks really fancy now because it used to look like crap um uh, yeah it did Oh yeah, RuneScape is, is you know, I don't know if it's quite as as, you know, popular as it used to be, but you know, there's still enough people that that I know. I know a few people that still play RuneScape, so it's not like crazy. it's gone completely away. I would play a Pokémon MMO if that ever happened. I wouldn't. I don't think I would ever touch a Pokémon MMO. It seems like a disaster. What? No, it'd be amazing. Did you ever see the Dragon Ball MMO Rob? Yes, it was a Korean MMO, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Taiwan, uh, I believe it was. Oh, was it Taiwan? I thought it was Korean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never played it, um, but I, I have seen it. And they use a lot of the uh, villains and stuff that's been coming up, the Dragon Ball Universe games and Dragon Ball Heroes are, are come from, actually, the uh, Dragon Ball online game. And as a matter of fact, Akira Toriyama had some work, like he did some work for the game as well. So there's uh, oh, cool. some, some lore in there that's kind of survived yeah. the MMO itself, but... I, I no, played, it played it a little it. bit, you like but it? Uh, yeah, it was fun. But like, it was really hard to install because you also needed a Taiwanese language translator thing. Yeah, um, it was like and, for... and it only translated like maybe ten percent of the game, so you were still very much so like, I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but it was like that. It was fun because like you started off as a kid, and then as you leveled up, you you got older, kind of thing. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different than what you'd expect from other. There's MMOs. a there's a family system in that, right? Like you would have, uh, you could make new kids. Yeah, I think so. I I didn't get that far, so it's hard to say. Like, I mean, I, I played for like an hour or two, and then I was just looking at like the different talent trees and stuff like that, mostly. But you can be you a guys? sword fighter. I was just saying, um, okay. you can be like there's like a sword fighting. Like fighting style, and there was like a staff fighting style, and they would kind of branch off into other paths or something like that too. This was like, goodness, what year was it? Twenty eighteen. This would have been like eight years ago, I think it was. Yeah, this game came out in two thousand eight or nine, I think. Yeah, I remember doing something similar for Ragnarok Online way, way back. We're talking like two thousand and two, probably. I remember before it was fully localized over here, you would download like which packs, and like you'd have to get an account. Or play on private servers and shit. I used to love playing Ragnarok Online. 
I saw a picture and like of, of a game I've, I don't recognize. I, I like, I go on this website and they always just kind of like, Hey, does anyone remember this game? And I'm always like, of course I do. Of course I do. And they showed a picture of one. And like, I didn't remember this. I don't no idea what this game was. And I was looking at the comments and someone was just like, Oh, Tibia was great. And then I'm I'm like, Seiji, Seiji, Seiji played Tibia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so I saw a screenshot of it. It looks really, really bad. Like, like I mean, like visually, it does not look like a very impressive game. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> TBA, uh huh. To be that's a weird name for a game. I just keep thinking of the bone. Yeah, same, same. Does a game Which take is... place about having to do with bones? Maybe it's like a god's tibia fell to the earth or something like that. Is, is that no, the that... case, Seiji? No, that's the name of the main continent. Is it shaped um, like a tibia? No. Shaped like a oh. chicken nugget. <laughs> like a chicken nugget. I never thought of that uh, that one. You know, that's a less popular. appealing title, though. <laughs> chicken nugget. Yeah, the game's German, so I don't know if in German has some other connotation. Maybe uh, it means something else. Oh man. Uh, on the topic of translated, semi-translated games, I always think back to the very first. I can think back of two because I can't remember exactly which one I played first. But the very very first two semi-translated games that I played was uh, uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver, which I think I've mentioned on the show before, and uh, Bahamut Lagoon, which is... Bahamut Lagoon should have got a translation, because that game was great. You guys play it? Sounds familiar. It was a tactical JRPG by Square, but not quite... It was it was kind of... Now, I'm going based on memory from a game from 20 years ago. I haven't played it since then. But you'd make... Like, your party would be... You'd have multi... Okay, your unit would be represented by one character but your party but each unit would have multiple characters in it and you'd move on a, on a grid-based map for battles and then when you got into the battle I, I can't remember if they were a standard jrpg or if they just auto played like i said it's been a long time but you'd have so you'd have these little squadrons that you'd be moving across the map and uh, i think each group had a dragon or would get a dragon because it was all about like dr- different dragons and stuff very has a similar art style to i want to say tactics ogre or, f- or maybe FF6. The dragons remind me of FF6, but the uh, the sprites, if I'm not mistaken, reminded me of a little bit of tactics. But it's been, again, so long. But that game is really cool. I, re- I really wish it would have got a full... It probably has a full translation now, actually. Yeah. Uh, but, I, uh, think, I, I think I remember, it. like, way back in the day, getting a Nintendo Power when it was, like, teasing this game. But I don't think it ever actually came out here. But no, I know the name. I know the name. And I'm looking at the picture, and I recognize the picture, too. So I think I think that was one of those games that was teased to maybe we're getting it, but we never did. Yeah, we never did. Sadly, that part that part I know for sure, which is a shame because it was a pretty cool game. But we also never got Final Fantasy V, which is also sad. I mean, we did eventually, but not for the yeah. SNES. It's a real a real crying shame. Hey Shelby, what's up? You like video games? What do you What do you uh, anything to say about video games? No, I haven't played anything these past couple weeks. You've been very busy. Yes, that's. I've had family. They came and played <laughs> VR at my office. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, one thing that we we definitely I want to talk about safe states a little bit, but before that, we uh, so we had Sentai Saturday again yesterday. Yes, we did. A, a great time, of course, as always. But mm-hmm. Seiji, you watched the first episode of Go Kaiser? Yes. And you didn't like it? No, I did like it. I did oh, like okay, it. Oh, okay. I did like it a it lot. It sounded like you didn't like it because I said it was a big beautiful mess. No, because you made fun of Captain Marvelous. How could you make fun of Captain yeah. Marvelous? That guy's the best. Captain Marvelous. He's Marvelous. Yeah, he's he is. He's Mar. He's marvelous. He's Marv Marvy Chan. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> I want to um, hear your opinion on Gokaiger. Well, I was not impressed by the initial sequence uh, with the uh, the whole animation thing. What? But then I was, as I was watching the show. What do you mean? I was like, oh, so this is how it is. It's a, it's kind of. Um, you mean like the transformations? The quality of the animation. Oh. It seemed like like a knockoff version of something. I should explain real quick because uh, we should have ran, should have started with this. Uh, it's a uh, a tokusatsu series, so you know the. Uh, it's a Japanese version of, of what we had as Power Rangers. So mm-hmm. this was the 35th season kind of like uh, anniversary series uh, celebrate, of course, 35 years. So it's uh, Kazaku Sentai Gokaiger. They're pirates mm-hmm. and they all and they have access to all of the previous Sentai teams. That's the whole gimmick of, well, the, season, of the season. They collect really. they collect them, though, because they don't yes, have access they... to every single one of them. They need to go find certain ones, I guess. In the ultimate power, so they have to meet. So the whole series is kind of celebrating the thirty-fifth, you know, thirty-five years. So they meet older, older Sentai characters and get power up from them. And yeah, that's that's kind of the the, the show's pretty good. There's lots, there's lots of pretty good. I, I fucking love it. Uh, the show great. is amazing. If I'm gonna go by my standards, but uh, yeah, so there's like a uh, so so there's like this alien invasion on Earth that is parked above the above Earth. <laughs> they send a monster down every week, and then and then these pirates, these these kind of uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say apathetic at first, but they don't really give too much of a shit about Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, they're they're there looking for the great powers. Yeah, it's amazing. And the monsters they can't really just destroy the Earth because everyone's like, why don't they just destroy the Earth? Well, it's because they gotta go find the people and uh, and get the. I'm talking about the aliens here. They have to have to, have to actually go and find the people who have the Ranger keys because if you blow up Earth and kill those people, can't get them. Can't Not get possible. those Ranger keys or nope. power ups. You nope. want them. Exactly. That's right. Shelby nailed it. So yes. So you watched did you watch only the first episode, Seiji? Yeah. Sad. Yeah. So yeah, in the beginning of the first episode, there's this backstory about like uh legendary wars or something like that. I don't know if that is introduced in a previous season. It's in the thirty fourth yeah. yeah, it is. The season right before it in Ghost Sager. It is. There's a big Ranger War. Yeah, which looked pretty cool. Yep. And then that is the segue to the next season. So all the Sentai seem to disappear or transform into this essence or just whatever. Just their powers. They, they don't disappear. It's just because after the war, everybody lost their powers except for the Gokaiger. Oh, I see. We don't know why yet. Because they weren't there? Uh, I have no idea, actually, why. I, I don't know if they'll explain it later on in Gokaiger, but I feel like it's something that they're getting to. Or that they will get to eventually, hmm. but why everyone lost their their superpowers? But it's a lot of rangers using powers at once, man. It's like every yeah, it's a lot of a lot of that stuff. Maybe just like you know, shorted out the morphin grid or something. Who knows? <laughs> the morphin grid. <laughs> well explained, morphin grid. Speaking of Power Rangers, uh, the the legendary film, which was the I think company <laughs> legendary, uh, that came out what two years ago, a year ago. Anyway, let's get the sequel. That's exciting, right, Shelby? <laughs> Who is your favorite character in the new Power Rangers film? Um, probably the van that they crashed. <laughs> I don't know. I can barely remember any of them. I just remember that the acting was not great. Hey, crazy girl! Do you remember that, <laughs> that guy? Crazy girl. Oh. I'll see yeah. you guys down there. Uh, bring that crazy girl. Uh, that's such hilarious sequel. Yeah. All right, so save states. I've been thinking about them. And I was thinking about 
how they should affect our scoring system. Because some games without save states are an infuriating mess. Like, like I feel such hatred. But when I have save states to make, even if not even just to get through, but to make my own checkpoints, the games can become a lot more fun. Like, super enjoyable. And so, yeah. So, like, what, what's the opinion on save states? Do we, do we, should they affect the score? Or should they affect a, a person's opinion on a game? Should you, if it's trying to be like not talking about just our damage system, but like an in general kind of thing, should should that affect a person's uh, rating of a game? Go left. Should save states affect our ratings of games? Weird things. Opinion, really? Yeah. Like, can you like? What do you mean, like? If I was, if you're not able to progress through using save states, or at least through the convenience of save states, because like, yeah, I don't know. I think I feel that I I don't have any problems using save states, and I don't think it's almost cheating in any way if you're playing a game with unlimited continues in the first place. Um, all it is is just slightly more convenient, allowing you to put yourself there. Now, that also comes into account how I typically use save states. I don't typically use them, like, right before this difficult part. Um, I'll usually use them at the beginning of the level, and then they just kind of act as a, as a simple continue for me. Um... I don't use sometimes I do, but but I don't usually use them as just like, oh, this part's a pain in the ass. I'm gonna finish it and then use a safe state right afterwards. So to me, I, I don't I don't think it's it's you know a factor. I use them I use them let's see, definitely before bosses. I use them usually as checkpoints and stages. So if a game's an older game that's really, really long, or if if it's so like unreasonably difficult. I might use a, a save state like halfway through the stage. Very rarely, if it's so hard and I've died dozens of times and I finally get by, I might use one. The problem is I'm so afraid of, of fucking myself by making a poorly poorly timed save state. Well, first of all, I always save like three or four save states, but like if I if I fuck up and I make it past a difficult area, but I have like one health and I know I'm going to be in the boss and I have no continues, then I'm like, well, fuck, I'm fucked anyways. So... I don't usually use it for that point. So I always try to have like a decent amount of health. It sometimes makes the boss encounter actually a lot harder. Yeah. I've had that happen to me where I've been on a boss fight and I had to, I had to basically find a way to win with only taking one or two hits because I don't have full health. And if I died, it would have been a hole back to the end of the first part of the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Safe states can put you in that awkward place. But man, some of those games are so like older games are so cheap with their enemies. Like, uh, just I'm sure, and I'm, I'll have some examples when we actually get to our topic. But, but like these games were meant to be played a bunch of times because you know they only had so many stages. They're actually not very long. Like if you look at how long to beat for all these old games, you're gonna see the most of them be like an hour or two, sometimes less than that. But they actually take way longer to play because they're so fucking hard. Yeah, it'll take you an hour or two if you're just guns a blazing, never dying kind of thing. Yeah. Like the games are are some of them, a lot of them are so brutal and it's not and a lot of times it's not even user error it's just like an enemy will just jump hit you in a corner and just spam you until you're dead and then you're like well back to the beginning what a pain in the ass but if I had saved let's say halfway through the stage and then that that issue is annoying but 
not quite as uh, hair pulling. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. What about Seiji? Mm-hmm. So there are different types of situations where I would use a safe state. Like one of the reasons is what you guys just stated, which is, you know, you save time. But let's say you reach that point in which you see that something is going to be difficult, right? And you are like half stage and this game, as many older games, doesn't have like a good continue system. And it will just either send you to the beginning of the world or there's no continues or something like that. So you save a state, so that is convenient. Now, the question here is what you are about to do, difficult because you see that it's difficult or... In the case of, well, I don't want to spoil too much, but there, there are certain games in which there are definite traps. If you don't know the layout of the level, you know you're going to die at some point because you don't know the level. There's the first time you're playing it. I think that in a well-designed game, if something is difficult, you know that it's difficult because of what you're seeing on the screen or there are certain hints or stuff like that, right? That you know that if you perform the series of or the sequence of moves correctly, you're going to go past that, that part of the stage. But there's some other games, especially like older ones, which just have traps, like death traps. And they're there to just make the game longer. So in that case, I do feel that it should impact how you review the game. But at the same time, you have to take into consideration it's uh, the time when, when it was developed, because some of these games let's say ninja gaiden stuff like that it's hard and it's hard in a way that a game a modern game shouldn't be hard in that way um because but because of of their time and and especially because they are based on arcade games a lot of these uh games you have to understand that it was sort of expected and that was the the limitation that they had in those times so save states are really useful to get through those kinds of games but there, there's definitely some games that are, are just very painful to play that are just, I think, badly designed. And if the only way that you can get through that game in a reasonable time is by using save states, then I, I my opinion is that it, it, it should definitely impact how you review the game. And yeah. I, think, I think there's going to be examples of that in this topic. But anyway. I think so, too. What do you think, Shubs? Uh, I don't use them a whole lot when I'm playing. Uh, and if I do, it's like very sparingly. So here and there, um, I don't know. I don't, I mean, it's cool that they're there. <laughs> would you, would you use, uh, have that affect your rating of a game? Uh, I don't think so. Just cause like I said, I don't use them a lot. So, uh, yeah, that's all, that's go. all I got. Fair well, enough. Fair one enough. more note on this. How do you guys mm-hmm. activate them? Do you guys do you guys have to like pause the game or go through a sequence of buttons or something like that? Well, if I'm playing on my NES Classic or the uh, SNES Classic, then I use the reset mm-hmm. button, which is a pain in the ass. It's a pain. Otherwise, if it's on PC, then I just use the, the shortcuts. Like I think it's F1 and F2 usually or something. Yeah. Yeah, it depends I, on the emulator. Yeah. I think that changes a lot how you use save state like in the in the super nintendo classic you know pressing that button really makes you think about doing the save state but let's say i'm using like a gamepad on an emulator and and, and if if i can map uh the quick load and quick save on let's say the shoulder buttons which are not used on older games 
then that is super convenient and I'm I'm saving state like at every step. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pressing that button, um, which is, I had an accident uh, doing that with, with today's topic. Uh, I'll explain that later. Um, but yeah, that, that convenience and that, uh, if you have a lower barrier to do the save and load, it really changes how you use the save states, I feel. That is the effect that they have on me at the very least. I, uh, and just, just to wrap up save states, like, um... Some people, I think we've talked a little about this, but, you know, we've been doing a show for a long time, so some things are bound to come back, and uh, our opinions may change over time. But uh, I, 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 like like Left said earlier, like, some people consider safe state cheating. I'm not in that camp. I mean, I mean, maybe semantically it is cheating. You're, pl- you're playing a game the way it's not designed to have been played, but uh, I'm, I'm very pro safe state. If it makes the game more enjoyable and, and makes it so that, you know, you're going to get farther than you would otherwise because you probably would have given up, then you're seeing more of the game, which I think is a positive thing. And, you know, it's the same thing with guides and all that all that stuff. So, I don't know. I, I'm pro safe states. I think the option is good. And uh, it might make people play games more than they would. And I would not have beaten Castlevania. I wouldn't have had the patience to beat Castlevania without safe states. Uh, or, or the game that we played this week. So, I don't know. What about, what about the rest of you folks? What's your final stance on safe states? I think they're good. Um, they, I think a lot of games, especially some of these older titles that we're talking about, like your Castlevania, your Ninja Gaiden games. Like, I don't want to say that they're unplayable in a modern sense, but they're they're hard for the wrong reasons in a modern way. In a modern game, you know, a modern game of that style would look like Super Meat Boy, which is you know difficult, but it's very forgiving. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't, there's no need for save states in a game like Super Meat Boy. Um, but if you were playing Super Meat Boy, the platformer, you know, then, then there would be, um, so I just think it's, it's a good way f- to kind of bridge the gap between these old games and the limitations and in, in what modern game design can do. I agree. Shabo? Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's cheating. That's it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Seiji? Um, well, it depends on to whom you talk, I think. Like, there's definitely some people in the club, for example, that they think mm-hmm. that games should be played in a certain way. They wouldn't even use continues, or they, they have this meta rules to, to gaming, and it's about <laughs> this culture of you have to, like, earn, you know, the right to call that you beat a game and stuff like that. Like, there, there is a definite culture around that, especially with older games. But if you see, in terms of game design, as the years have passed, games do a little bit of safe stating in a way. Like if you're playing Breath of the Wild, it saves for you a lot. Auto saves. Yeah. Exactly, like like auto saves. And that is really forgiving because you die and then it's like you go back to a certain part of the world or the stage that doesn't really makes you inconvenienced, which is I think what as game designers we don't want to do is to cause you to just, you know, throw the controller off because there's so much stuff to play, right? And that is why right. in the past, like you, you would have a game for a few months, maybe. So there's that consideration. But nowadays, let's say a game like Braid, for example, where you do the wrong jump and you can just uh, rewind the time. So that's really cool. So it's part of the design there. There's this other game that I played, a puzzle game called Pushmo World. I don't know if you... I like that game, yeah. It's it's a really really good game and it has this mechanic right you 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 mess up and then you can just rewind the time because in this game it has a little bit of a platforming platforming elements but the 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 whole point is doing a puzzle so sometimes if you don't make the right jump you will be super stupid to reset the whole puzzle 
because you didn't, didn't make the right jump. So you can just like reverse time and, and stuff like that. In, in all of these cases, it's sort of a cheating system of sorts for the right reasons. Um, I think that technically it is cheating, but my personal opinion is that I, who cares um, as long as you're having fun. What one thing to consider is that pretty much every game compilation, every virtual console release, all those things, they always have save states built into it. And uh, so I think there's an expectation that people want and will use these because these old games were just built with different sensibilities. Correct. Like the 3DS is, is all virtual console. You can save state anytime. And the Sega Master System not only has save state, not Master I'm sorry, the Sega Collection, the, the one on, that uh, just came out, has not only save states built in, but also a rewind feature and a quick save and a quick load. It's pretty great, actually. So, you know, these games are just oftentimes just better with them. And, and no one, like, people don't want to spend months doing the same stage over and over again like they did when, when we were kids. You know, nowadays, the Halo, since the Halo cultured kids like Shelby, they, they expect results fast and quick. I actually don't and, like autosave as much because it can fuck you over in certain cases. You can. Yeah, I've, I, yeah absolutely. Hmm. I'm trying to think of examples because I'm sure you're right. Usually autosaves put you back at a spot where, where you can go back and, you know, like if you're low health, you can go back and like get some more health kind of thing. But I'm sure that you're right about other ones where they just kind of, where you are actually just kind of boned. Well, speaking of the halos, yeah, um, <laughs> there's instances where if you die at this certain spot and when you, when it starts over again, like at whatever checkpoint or whatever, um, and let's say you do respawn, but the enemy has already fucking fired all of these things at you. It's like, well, you have a split second to move or you die again, or you just don't have any time at all. And every time you spawn, you just get killed over and over again because the game saved it in such a stupid spot. So oh, then you wow, have to go brutal. and restart the whole thing. It's like, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's a huge pain in the ass. So, so that's it auto saves you at like random spots, dot not at a specific no, checkpoint. No, but like kind of let's say if you get to a checkpoint and as you get like when this checkpoint happens, something is happening, like what I said, like shit's firing yeah. at you, whatever. Because huh. it the only the, the like like for this checkpoint, let's say the only thing you have to do is get to a certain part in the map. Well, it doesn't matter what's around you or whatever, like you know, sometimes only checkpoints happen if all the enemies are killed, but that's not for every single checkpoint. It usually is uh, when you get to a certain spot in the map. So, yeah. Um, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, that would be tough. They're also a, a poor kind of autosave, but this is more of a continue matter. But, like, a lot of times, some games, especially older ones, when you die, you, you don't get the ammo back that you had when you first yeah, got there. Yeah, that also sucks, That too. is brutal. That can really fuck you over, because the boss fight's already hard as it is, and now you have mm -hmm. less equipment to deal with it or you have less health or just whatever. yeah yeah because sometimes a lot of games like even the zelda games when you come back to life you only have three hearts yeah so you have to go find more hearts which is usually not so hard but you have to take that time to go and replenish it before you go back and and face the obstacle that killed you in the first place mm. so those are bad yeah I, those are good points Oh, and one other thing, just a note on the whole like culture of, of save states and stuff. Even myself, when I log my games for the year, I always put an asterisk beside a game that I had to use a lot of save states with. Mm. So I guess I have a, a bias against it as well, although I'm still pro save state. but I don't know. I feel like unless you're going for some kind of record or you're, like, you're in a competition or something, like what you when you play at home, that shouldn't matter or you shouldn't. Yeah, I agree. If you hold yourself to such a crazy standard, I mean, and you know what? If you want to shoot for that personally, even that's totally fine. But just don't hold those standards over everyone else because that's stupid. Don't shame people 
for their save states. Don't be a state shamer. Hey, well, like, Game Genie used to be a thing. So yeah. if Game Genie was a thing, then I think save state should be a thing and be okay. So. Well, there you go. People, people would judge you for using Game Genie. I used I'm it actually... to get a Mew. That was the oh. only time I ever used a Game Genie. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't have to do that. You could have just renamed a Magikarp that you got from an old man, carried him to Lavender Town, walked a few steps, and then it would evolve into a Mew. That's a really a very big abridged version of a glitch. Oh <laughs> you can get Mew in the original game by doing that. that I did not know that. I knew uh, a lot it, of the that... glitches, but not that one. You know, I tried my best to get to that fucking truck by the SSN so I could push that yeah. thing. And I did it. And there, there was no Mew there. No, I, I, I was in the same boat. I was just like, oh, you can get a Mew this way? Cool. And I'm like, there's no fucking Mew here. Hey, no, left. We were in the same boat. We weren't in the SSN. That's why it was still there. <laughs> ah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have a, a certain kind of update. Okay. Shelby, you know what kind of update? I do know what kind of update. Let's hear it. The Ace Attorney update. Got it. Seiji started playing Dual Destinies. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Which one's that? It's the fifth one. The 3DS one, okay. the first one on the 3DS. Nice. And that is because I, I finally finished all of the DS titles for the... Um, for the DS, mm-hmm. um, there are there are six games in there. One of them didn't come to the to North America. And that is a true shame because I finished that this week and it's amazing. I think oh, it. I haven't played. I think it is the only one that can uh, so far. I am playing uh, Dual Destinies. I finished the first case uh, so far. Awesome. I think Ace Attorney Investigations Two. Um, it is the only one that could rival Trials and Tribulation, which is the third one. I did, you know, my usual spreadsheet thing, and I have numbers, <laughs> and um, I'm ranking each case. And if I go by case, just by the strength of each case, Ace Attorney Investigation got 8.8, and Trials and Tribulation got 9. So it's really, really close. Um, I think it is the only one that can rival. In fact, I, I think they have a lot of things in common. And I think comparing any game to Trials and Tribulations is like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And that is that speaks to the strength of this game. I would like to talk about this game for a lot of reasons, but I really can't because uh, everything's a spoiler. Uh, and I don't <laughs> want to do that, but um, Ace Attorney Investigations is not really, really good. No, it's not. I find. But I did say when I finished it that I thought that the mechanics were sound, that there were really interesting things in there. Mm-hmm. And Ace Attorney Investigations really brings it home. It's really great. So I mm-hmm. just want to recommend that. No damage at all. Um. <laughs> uh, Shelby, is is there any chance you'd be willing to break your rule and play the game, the uh, fan translation, at some point? I I'm really tempted to, but I don't know. I just I if it ever comes out, well, I mean, if it did come out anyway, like I'd definitely buy it. But just I just it, yeah. yeah, I uh, I mean, sounds like a great game. Yeah, I mean, it'd be fun to play. Um, I don't know. We'll we see. Know. The future, it's a mystery yeah. for us all. Yeah. Will Shelby play the game, only game of the series she hasn't played? Her favorite, is it your favorite series? Uh, it's one of my favorites. One of her favorite series. Who knows? Yeah, and, and speak, to, to speak to that, I think the translation team, they, there's a, they injected their, their credits at the, at the credits <laughs> uh, sequence. They have uh, uh, full pages for translators, for hackers, for text insertion, for 
it's huge amount of work that they they have uh, to go through because you know how there's uh, like background art so they have to mm -hmm. intervene all, all of those uh, specific pieces of evidence that has words or that is needs to be a different thing they really did a good job doing all those things that the official translating team does they have voice actors it, it feels mm -hmm. like uh, they did it unofficially yes but with with a lot of love and respect yeah. so I really enjoy that part. So that's why I'm recommending it so much. If it's just like, you know, a hacked version with a guy just like using Google Translate to replace all the text, <laughs> that that was not the case. Final thoughts on this. One of the things that really stands out to me is that both like Phoenix and Apollo, which are the main protagonists up to this point, they are of a certain personality that is more similar between them than Edgeworth, which is the protagonist in this mm -hmm. spinoff. And also they have like superpowers of sorts, right? Like Phoenix can do a certain thing that is linked to a supernatural ability. And Apollo can do a certain thing also that has, you know, this special powers or superpowers. So they go beyond that <laughs> realm of normality. But Edgeworth, um, mm -hmm. both in the, in the first game, he has logic, which is just, you know, using... His, There's a carryover mechanic for that in the fifth game and I can't wait till you get to it. Oh, okay. That's that's yeah. cool. Because then in the second game, they added uh, like another, you know, kind of power to Edgeworth, but it's all based on logic. So I was thinking about this really hard, and I think that Edgeworth is kind of like a certain superhero in the superhero world that doesn't <laughs> use superpowers. He uses his wits and, and stuff that you can think it's is achievable. You know what superhero I'm talking about, Rob? <laughs> Bat Batman, Seiji. And here is our topic, which of course we already now know is Batman. I gotta, I gotta go. All right, bye, Shelby. Bye, Shelby. Oh, see you later. See you. Batman for the NES, chosen by Left, right? Yeah, I don't know why, to be honest, either. I don't know. I, I, I choose a lot of the old NES games we play seems to be always me. That's great. Know. I love old NES games. Yeah. So do I. I. My pocket, though, so that was That's me. true. That's true. We should have had Seiji compile a list. Of all the top... Actually, Seiji, yeah. I would be curious to see, because you love data and numbers and all that crap, Mm -hmm. Next time you're bored and want to and want to crunch DB statistics, I would love to see the amount of of like uh, generations that each person chooses. Like if you look at all the topics that we choose, all the yeah. game topics, who has the most from which generation? I, that would be fascinating. Okay. So you know, you're one of Polo's numbers. Should be. <laughs> there's only <laughs> there's only like fifty nine games in here, so should be super easy. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, so Batman for by Sunsoft. Uh, I love Sunsoft, by the way, from this era. Uh, and it came out in 1990, I think, like less than a year after the movie. It says 89 on the title screen. Oh, I, th oh, I think the movie's 89, right? I thought this game came out in 1990. Oh, maybe that's maybe, right. Maybe, maybe, the title, maybe the title screen is just kind of giving you the, the, the movie release date. 
Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I could have sworn I read 1990 though. Maybe it was 1990 over here. You know what? We have I have access to that information. I will. It says December of '89 when you look it up. So it、uh, was right on the cusp. That is、uh, in Japan. Yeah, December 22, yeah. 1989. Oh, okay. Okay. NA February, and Europe got it、okay. until September. Damn. Fuck you, Europe. According to Sunsoft, not not me. I have nothing against Europe. But、uh, Sunsofts, they're they they don't care. That's cool. There you go. 1990 slash 89, based on the hit film Batman by Tim Burton. Is it though? Isn't it? Yeah, the the game. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah, is it, 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 it is. is. It? Okay, okay. Even the screenshots are from the movie. Not screenshots. The cutscenes are from.、Uh, I I recognize that the cut roughly. Scene- Like that's what I mean. Like, like I, I don't get me wrong. I haven't seen the original first Batman movie in a very long time, but I didn't quite remember a lot of you know those cutscenes. But maybe they're there. It's been a while. St- stage one and two, and five are from locations in the movie. Apparently, okay.、Uh, even though they're, they're, I say that with heavy quotations. <laughs> you know, they don't look like anything like in the movie. But yeah,、uh, stage three and four, the sewers and caves and weird plants. That's.、Uh, Not so much from from movies, at least that I recall. Not that I was a particularly big fan. I don't know if I've actually seen the whole movie. Like every time I try to watch it, I, f- I fell asleep towards <laughs> like the, ha- the second half. Yeah, it's kind of boring. And, yeah, I just not a fan. But I mean, you know, I know people love it for a good reason. And and now the game, on the other hand, I, I did I did like. So you play as Purple Batman in this game. <laughs> <laughs> He's rocking his purple suit. Uh, and yeah, you basically—it's a platformer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a NES era Sunsoft platformer. However, unlike unlike、uh, Journey to Silius, I'm pretty sure this was not based off of another franchise before it became Batman. So, you know, apparently, I was li- reading through the、uh, ComicsAlliance.com、uh, link that you sent me, Seiji, that had、uh, some little guide for this thing, and all the villains. And all the generic guys, the non-bosses, seem to be based off of just comic book villains from Batman. Even like a bunch of Deadshots are running around, and and like other characters that I don't know about because I don't particularly like Batman.、Uh, so yeah, but a bunch of the no-name enemies are actually comic villains that they threw in the game. That's kind of funny. Yeah, I never would have guessed. Never would have guessed that. Nope. No sir. So this is your standard platforming game. I want you. Why don't you explain the game? The gameplay, left. Well, it's pretty standard NES platformer. You move around. You fight bad guys. You initially just kind of have your punch, and then kind of the charm of this game is I don't know. It's simplicity in in how it plays.、Um, but you have three different power ups, and you just you have ammunition that supplies all of those power ups. And then you just pick the best one for the situation, or you just go in fist ablazing. I guess for like uh, semantics, uh, uh, they're more like weapons, right? Yeah, yeah, fair.、Whatever. Yeah, you can yeah, switch, you can switch them at、yeah. any any time. Yeah, you have Batman, which is just his fist, but when you select Batman, it says Batman. And then you have、uh, his his batarang, which is a boomerang that fires forth and comes back.、Mm-hmm. Weaker than weaker than the fist, but it can hit twice. Then you have the <laughs> missile gun, the, the missile. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah,、uh, which just fires a slow ass missile. And then you have the shuriken, which again, Batman's famous for a shuriken.、Uh, I always thought three. I always thought he was like throwing his belt. Like that's kind of <laughs> the impression I got from the animation. Belt. Well, like it would 
like maybe come back to him and you just didn't see it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm pretty sure it's called Shuriken, though. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, and there's three drops in the game. There's the ammo drop, yeah. the, the the B, which is your, <laughs> which is pretty sure is your score. That, no one gets, that does not give you free lives. That's what and, I thought as well, yeah. But I wasn't sure. Yeah, I thought it did too, but it doesn't. And then, of course, hearts, which is your life life meter. Yeah. I think Batman has seven or eight hit points. They do not increase throughout the game. Um, yeah, and then wall jumping is the other yes, thing. Yes, of course. Yeah, I was about to say, then let's talk about wall jumping. It's one of the more integral parts of the game because it's, it's a very heavy platformer. And I don't want to say yeah. it's kind of, I don't want to say it's puzzle. But, it, it, you know, it has kind of like these, like, jumping puzzles you need to do. But they're mostly revolved around also having to deal with enemies on platforms and things like yeah. that. So ju- jumping is, is a huge – wall jumping, I should say, is a, is a huge part of the game. And it has, like, uh, precision controls. Like, you know, tapping the Ooh, yeah. jump button because a hop, holding it makes a higher jump. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- that kind of, like, really good control for uh, – for platformers this era that, that kind of made or braid made or broke platformers at this time but uh the jump mechanics and the controls are, are pretty tight in this game i'd say yeah they really are yeah and and i think that's why this game does partially stand out today as being hey this is a decent nes title because the you know a lot of nes games are controlled man kind of hard to to pick up and play but this one's not so much it's it's difficult it's a difficult game but you know you yeah. definitely feel right when you're playing it and you feel like your character moves pretty much according to what you would expect him to move. Yeah, yeah. With it, a few I mean, exceptions. For the most part, other than getting hit by like a cheap enemy or something, you're, any, any fuck-ups are your own doing because he, he controls really well. Like, jump a lot of times in the game, there's actually some particularly difficult parts where you're jumping over hazard areas where you have to just edge over a little bit and you have the space of maybe two Batman height to drop to a <laughs> to a lower edge and then jump off. Like there's, yeah. a, there's a certain part I'm thinking specifically that requires you to to edge over, drop down, grab the wall instantly, and then do a tiny hop, or you hit the thing above you. Uh, and that took a lot of practice to get right. But oh yeah, it works. and 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 it, I was able to do it consistently after that point. So like the game rewards you for being decent at it, I guess. Uh, and the so it has a few other other little things too that uh, gameplay mechanics too that come into play. When you're punching an enemy and it's flashing, it doesn't hurt you. So enemies that would collide with you usually that would do damage if you're punching at the right time, they'll flash and then they won't damage yeah. you. And some yeah. bosses kind of require that. Uh, thinking of stage, I think three or four the moving block boxes bosses Ugh. that we'll talk about. Uh, but there's that, and I, I'm pretty sure I don't think all enemies have knockbacks. But some some do because I remember getting knocked off of stuff. But I remember sometimes not getting knocked. So I can't I can't mm-hmm. trust my my memory entirely on that one. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure there's knockbacks. I think I don't know, but uh, yeah. So but the, the flashing thing for sure came into play because uh, a lot of a lot of my strategies involved pummeling the shit out of it yeah well like there's a an enemy just like running like full tilt at you and then i just do that infamous i crouch and start punching your knees yep like in most nes games and that is your your best strategy in in a lot of nes games duck and punch it's knee jerk right i i did the exact same thing (laughs) as soon as i see an enemy i'm instantly ducking and spamming the punch button (laughs) even if i'm shooting stuff i will duck unless i have to you're right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing that they drilled into our head 
Yeah. Uh, back in those those days, I guess. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I think we covered the, the the gameplay pretty pretty solidly. So you basically moving from point A to point B. The stages kind of uh, are are split into sub stages. So you'll have like five one, five two, five three. Uh, I believe if you die, you continue from the beginning of each part of that stage. Yeah. I never got a game over officially, so I don't know what happened. I think you just continue. <laughs> You you just start from like five two or whatever. The frick That's you pretty were on forgiving, kind of actually. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's fair. It's a it's fair. Um, and like one thing I I want to mention about the stages is one thing I, I liked is how they they do feel a little dynamic. You know, you're not just always moving to the right because there's a lot of vertical. Oh yeah, that's true. In, yeah. in the stages so it's not just because especially with the wall jumping since they, yeah. they make that such a prevalent mechanic in the game you know they give you all these vertical challenges to to you know climb essentially um and and even in cases you're going up or you're going down and you know you're They're not just always down. going to you know exactly or you maybe even going in you know opposite of right which is heresy um yeah, in a side scroller but i like that i thought that was one of the stronger points that this game really has there's, there's, there's pitfalls too, like dropping down will bring you down to a lower part of the level where you were, so you have to go back up because if you fuck up the platforming. Yeah. But but it's nice too, though, because it's not a game over. And unlike a lot of games these times, like Mega Man, for example, or Sonic, dropping on spikes doesn't kill you, you just take a hit point of damage and uh, you keep taking damage if you stand there. But then it's like, you know, so fucking up platforming is not like a, well, I lost a, a life and I have to do this all fucking over again. It's like, oh shit, I took some damage, but I can keep going which, again, is more forgiving. Like, to me, a parallel in terms of gameplay, how it feels, is Ninja Gaiden. But this game is way more accessible than Ninja Gaiden is. Yeah, it can be a little more forgiving. A lot more forgiving. And I think a bit, mercifully, a bit shorter. Uh, But, like, (laughs) yeah. Like, if I had to choose between, hey, should I play Ninja Gaiden or Batman? I'm going to say play Batman, uh, because you'll probably have a lot more fun playing it. Even though I don't know, yeah. But so, so the graphics of this game is pretty fantastic too. Actually, very dark and moody, detailed backgrounds, moving like moving uh, background items, like spinning like screws and dripping water, and lots of lots of details to them. And nothing feels like empty. Like they use black a lot, but they use it as kind of integrating, like fading into the backgrounds, and they use it for some depth. It's pretty pretty good. I'm kind of impressed by. The way the game looks, to be honest, just kind of scrolling through, looking at some of the stages here, there a lot of a lot of color usage, and uh, Batman stands out with all of his purple glory. They use a lot of <laughs> contrasting colors. It, it, it's a it's a pretty good looking game, I would say. What do you guys think? I mean, the purple yeah. Batman's a little weird, but <laughs> if if they made him black, then he would have blended in a little too much in a lot of areas. So obviously, yeah. it was the right decision to make. Um, so you just kind of have to acknowledge that purple Batman is the best Batman for the color scheme. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it works for this game. I mean, yeah, yes, platformer exactly not that weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, music's pretty good in this game, I would say. I have the composer here, I'm looking for uh, Naoki Kodaka mm-hmm. and uh, Nob- Nobuyuki Hara were responsible for the music, which I, I got that information from Hardcore Gaming 101. Uh, but yeah, so they, they worked at a lot of Sunsoft games like uh, uh, Bat- uh, Blaster Master, Journey to Silius. 
and I'm pretty sure they've done some other stuff too. I, I, I believe those are the ones that, that they've worked on. I, I might be wrong on those, but I'm pretty sure. The sequel to this game too. Oh, right. Uh, Batman Returns, right? Mm, Return of the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of uh, Batman Returns is eventually on the NES, but it's just that Return of the Joker is different. I think it's their own their own spinoff. Also, there's a as I should mention there's a Game Boy version of this game as well, which from what I've read actually plays pretty well. So oh, cool. Yes, I was actually thinking I might, I might play at some point in time, just just because yeah, it sounds like that that would be pretty. It seems like a pretty fun game, a bit easier than this one too, for that matter. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, the music is pretty good in this game. I, I know I can't say I can think of any tunes off the top of my head right now, but uh, I know I, I certainly enjoyed when I was playing it. The music from the game. Did you guys like it? Yeah. Yeah, I think the music is is, is the best part of this game, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Hey, well, there we go. High point for Seiji. Yeah. Did you like? Did you like it too, Left? Yeah. You know, just classic eight bit chip tune music. I, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm always partial to that type of music and. You know, sometimes it's just like, hey, I don't need to hear the same loop over and over again. But they they mix it up, and it's good. I like it. It's it's classic. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So five stages in this game, split into I don't know, usually a boss, and then anywhere between two to three extra parts of each stage, or sometimes you'd four actually. No, usually it's usually three and then a boss, which is considered its own part of the stage. So the game's kind of it's not very long. How long to beat claims two hours. Uh, I think that's about what it took me with save states. And yeah, so there's, I get five stages. Stage one has you, I think, on the on the city streets. Uh, I guess it's kind of hard to tell because it does look like you're in something, but I'm pretty sure you're just on the streets of Gotham and, you know, punching drills in the ground and fighting ninjas. And then you fight your first boss, which is a rocket dude. I was wondering if, yeah, I was wondering if he was like a, um, the Batman villain. I just don't know or something. It says the first boss is Firefly. Uh, if that's a Batman villain, I don't know. Because (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I don't know Batman. If it was a Spider-Man, I'd have the answers for you. Unfortunately, it's Batman. But this this guy just basically, he'll fly up He'll swoop down the middle, then fire missiles at you. I think I just stood in a corner and just tossed the battering every time. Yeah, buddy, out. that's exactly what you do. You're ducking, crouching in the bottom left corner again. Yep, never hits you. Yeah, and you're, it's easy, easy streets from there. Uh, so that's all I did for that guy. Uh, can't say that he's that much more memorable other than other than that, right? Stage stage two. Oh well, did you guys have any problem with that boss or anything? Seiji, did you duck and crouch? Uh, yeah, but it, it did take me some time to, like, a lot of safe stating here to, uh, like, analyze what was going on. Other than that, I think it was reasonably difficult, but for our first boss, it was quite difficult, I think. There we go. I got, I died once on him before I decided to try ducking and crouching. Uh, the next stage is stage two, which is the sewers, I think. Uh, they call no. it Axis Chemical. Which no, is the stage stage three of. was the sewers. Right, I'm sorry. Axis Chemical, it's the dripping that makes you think of a sewer. Yeah. But it's not a sewer. Uh, but chemicals are leaking from things. And uh, this is like a... Yeah, it's just a big old chemical plant, which then becomes a weird electrical 
area. So this is the stage where the, where there's like hazards in the ground that with electricity, and I think there's like like laser blasts that you have to dro- have to do time drops through. Yeah, and this is where the yeah. jumping really starts to pick up. This is where there's a lot of vertical level going on. This is your first kind of encounter with it, and it can be tricky, you know, especially if you're playing on a keyboard like I was. <laughs> Yeah, that would be that's a brutal way to play this game. Yeah. Any platformer with a keyboard is, I find, quite challenging. Uh, this had this also has sawmills and, and and like yeah, saw blades and stuff that you have to jump over. A lot of precision jumping in this one, like little hops and 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 all that. Uh, eventually, you get to a contra boss or a uh, well, that was the that contra is a reference for Comics Alliance. To me, I was thinking more like R type or Gradius when I got there, but the boss definitely feels very out of place. You get into this purple room, and there's like it, it, the final boss is shielded behind this door, this electrified door. And when you walk in, there's two guns that are shooting at you right from the entrance, and you have to jump over those or duck them, take out the guns, and then you have to go up and hit a blue button. But protected by the button are four cylinders that drop like a laser blast. <laughs> so you have to time your your shot. And then once that happens, it opens the door where you get the actual boss, which is shooting missiles at you or, 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 or spread shots at you. And uh, I just punched it until it died. But yeah, it, that uh, I've, I've died quite a few times with this boss, actually. But it's kind of a convoluted way. It's not too hard. But when you first get there, it's pretty confusing. How did you guys do on that one? Um, this is like the Contra-style boss, right? Yeah. I think this should have been the first boss, maybe, or something like this, a bit more manageable. You are able to like observe and you know duck and jump and things like that. Um, I enjoyed this one quite a lot. It, it still took me a while to beat it, a few safe stating here and there, but it was interesting. It's a visual puzzle of sorts, and you have to. It, it lets you breathe in this one because once you take out the, take out some guns, you can stand there and not have to uh, worry about like dodging anything. They, you're still on a track, though, so you need to be at least moving forward. Oh, yeah, I guess you have to hop a little bit. But, oh, you could go right back to your the starting point. Yeah, you could, I guess. I guess you could, yeah. Uh, and then the next stage, stage three, is a sewer. This introduced one of the most annoying enemies in the game, as far as I'm concerned. Ugh. And that's those fucking hopping creatures. Uh, it's yeah. called Jader, I guess. And uh, it's not from the comics, as far as I know. I thought maybe it was Killer Croc or something. But anyways, this enemy, just it's a huge, big enemy. It's a big hitbox. But it, it's it's fast and it jumps constantly, and it's not one of those things where you could just duck and like wait for it to land on you. It will jump on you, so you have to like constantly move, or otherwise it's just going to jump on you and sit there until you die. I hate these enemies; they're so annoying. What I would eventually do is just edge over slowly and then kill them with my missile gun, and then keep going for the most part. Or every once in a while, this game will do that that merciful. Nintendo glitch where if you edge and go back a bit, the enemy just disappears. I had that happen to me a couple times, and I was very happy the few times it happened to one of these guys. It's so obnoxious. Yeah, it happens. But I, I think this is kind of buggy. Or depending on the situation, it will it will do weird jumps, or it will stay on top it of does. you, and then there's no way to to avoid getting damaged. Uh, yeah, it was super annoying, and it's overused. I find. These enemies are, are are pretty frequent throughout the, the rest of the game. Yeah. I don't think they're in stage five, but maybe they are. But they're yeah, yeah. They they take a lot of hits and they're hard to hit. And sometimes in some areas you fight them, it's really closed off. So like they're just hopping on you, and, and you can't really get anywhere. They're they're really really obnoxious. So eventually you you work your way through, and you're in a cave, 
and then there's tanks that shoot fire at you. Uh, but I found it those easier to deal with than than the last guys. And then the boss you fight, I guess, is it called uh, Electrocutioner? Um, apparently, he's a rip from a Ninja Guide boss. I don't know. But uh, he has two big claws, and he rushes at you. I actually got lucky with this boss. I had crouched and spam punch, and I think he was... Oh, no, he turned... He This boss, for me, he glitched and turned around and was slashing at the right wall while I was on the left side. And he just stood there slashing at the wall and not turning around. And I just hit, hit him with missiles. And then finally, as he turned around and ran at me, I just ju- ducked and spam punch and he had enough damage that I was able to kill him. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got really lucky with this boss. Because at first I was dying the first few times because he'd rush you and slash you. And I'm like, this fucking dick. He, I don't think he's that hard, mind you, but I was just happy that I had uh, a glitch because I was able to get through it a lot easier. Do you guys remember this boss? Yeah, definitely. I agree. Oh, yeah. I mean... It- Without the glitch, I don't know if I would have been able to to beat it. Did he glitch on you too? Yeah, he he kept slashing at the wall, yeah. right? <laughs> I was just like shooting the missiles at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Left? Do you remember this guy? Yeah, I remember him. I don't think he glitched for me though, but like I thought there was just like a, a place I kinda like ducked and cut. No, you know what? He did attack the wall for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? You know that I think about it. This boss may have just been broken. Yeah, it might not be a glitch, maybe. I don't know, because there's there's ways to trigger it. I actually checked on a guide and it said like do this and then it will keep slashing at, at the wall. I couldn't yeah. pull it off for a while and then kinda happened and I was like, yo, okay. Yeah. I guess I just got lucky then, because uh yeah. <laughs> That's really funny though. Damn. Uh the stage four uh is just like a weird mech place i don't know where the hell it is i don't know what it's supposed to be it's just this weird plant <laughs> reminded me of the technodrome in the teenage mutant ninja game yep that's certainly i could see that jeez what a well yeah okay i don't know oh i remember i don't remember the stage very much to be honest with you i remember the boss from it i, I don't remember i can't remember the hazards too much in the stage i maybe i got what i did is i played a stage each night throughout the week so but that's weird i should remember this one i'm pretty sure i played this on thursday and i don't remember too much about the stage i just remember the boss and the boss of course was the 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 two squares that you're fighting uh they're just they're little they're literal squares that shoot projectiles there's two of them they go in a very obvious pattern i actually had a lot of trouble with it because i kept trying to shoot them or time it so that when they would come so basically they would again they had a pattern and so they would come from the top right of the screen and go down and i'd always try to aim two batarangs or whatever when it was hit the bottom and uh, i just wasn't it wasn't dying, but honestly, the boss is actually super easy. You just get on the middle platform, crouch, and punch. And uh, as long as you're punching it, it won't damage you. And you just have to jump the projectiles every once in a while. So after like the twelfth time, I looked up a guide and saw how they beat it, and it wasn't too bad. How did you guys find this fight? I didn't make it this far. So did you not beat it when you were a kid? I just assumed. You did. Oh, I did when I was a kid. Yeah, but that was like twenty years yeah. ago. All right. So so left left didn't get to the block fight, but I know you did, Seiji. Oh. This is the worst. It, this was the worst. I, I couldn't figure out how to beat it, so I actually looked at a video on YouTube, and I saw this guy, To You know how there's, like, uh, three floating walls? And yeah. there's one little tiny space where you can jump and kind of, like, keep wall jumping in between of those uh, walls and can kind of avoid damage. That's the way this guy was doing it. And I thought, okay, that's, that's easy enough. And I, I only checked the guide until, like, I tried a bunch of times. And the problem was that 
and, and I was listening to your guys' uh, review of the of the movement. I didn't find it really exact, and this is where I noticed it the most. It's really hard to get into in the middle of those two. You have to be super like pixel precise to get in in the middle. That's in my experience. And it took me a long while to beat this one. It's super hard. And then when I thought I, I beat it, and I used the, the Batarang, because I found that the Batarang was giving like extra damage or, or something like that, and kept jumping and avoiding jumping, and it takes a long time to do that. And then you beat it, and then it transforms. It has a, a different form, so I immediately died after that. The second one, where it goes super fast. Yeah. I think uh, there's ways to do it, but by the time I beat it, initial form i had no ammunition anymore <laughs> so i uh with save state i was able to beat it by punching it somehow <laughs> <laughs> this um it's actually this boss is actually really easy if you if you know what to do if you go on that middle platform and crouch at the very edge of it as it comes up you just punch and oh, spam punch really and oh, it kills okay. it pretty fast actually but but i did the same thing as you and the boomerang actually i think does less damage than the punch but you again you can hit twice with it but uh -huh. uh yeah, so I actually the same. I did the exact same things you were doing. I was running around the bottom, jumping. I was able to avoid the projectiles pretty easy, but it was taking like so little damage, and I would get impatient, and it was really pissing me off. But yeah, punch spam punching this boss is the way to go. Oh, I see. Interest. Okay, so then the last stage, and this is as far as you made it, Sagey, but you didn't yes. get to the boss. This is uh, I guess it takes place in in the bell tower. I again haven't really watched that part of the movie, uh, but it, it, stage five one is just a long long trek through uh and a lot of vertical stuff and it gets really hard yeah like, uh, i don't know if you got to the part seiji where you're basically climbing up it's towards the end of the stage and it's you have to do a shit ton of platforming against like uh against spinning um cogs um yeah and this part yeah, was that... super annoying it was fun very difficult yeah it was very difficult you have to do this really precise jumps and then in some of the platforms there's enemies and then it's super long uh, as you were explaining earlier, you have to like kind of fall through a little bit, but then immediately just do this really precise hop. But Batman is kind of tanky in this game, and there's lags to to anything, and I think to move right, left, or right, but especially for jumping, there's a little bit of a lag in there. So yeah, I guess with a lot of practice. But how can you practice this? It's if you die here. You go to the beginning of the stage, and that's why I was like safe setting every time I, I pull one of those jumps. But then this this is where I had my accident. I had like the one bar of energy, <laughs> and then I kind of fall into one of those uh, moving cogs, and it took damage. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to load. And then I pressed the wrong shoulder button. I was using the left one to save and the right one to load, and I used the left one. And I saved just about, I was falling into the cogs. And then, you know how Batman disintegrates in this fiery thing? <laughs> yeah. If I keep loading, I just keep seeing Batman, like, <laughs> transforming into fire. And then I got annoyed because I was like, okay, I'm going to play it again. And it was beginning of the station. I was like, nope, I'm, there's no way I could pull, pull so, all of this off again. This this part of the stage, this is where I, I managed to, to master that jump. Uh, what I did is I, I save state right before I started climbing the tower. Mm -hmm. So right after you, right where you get to that part where you start, I save state there. And so I, I died a shit ton, but I would keep starting from the bottom going back up because I didn't want to lose all my health. But there's one part in this game that we didn't mention is that there's ports, parts of this game where you can actually grind for health and for yes. uh, weapons. Yeah. Uh, like, so basically, like, like in Kid Icarus, 
pop. Yeah, I haven't played enough of that to, <laughs> to, oh, okay. to agree with you, but I, I'm sure you're right. Uh, a ceiling enemy basically just drops infinite drones that you can kill one punch. Exactly. So you just kind of stand there and kill them and gather en- energy. So, so yeah. I would just fill up on that stuff so that way I can have a second attempt at these things. And uh, so I, I, w- I, grind- I grinded there and then I save stated and then I just jumped uh, and then I, I did it. But th- that, so, so after that part, you were very close to the end of the game, actually. So once you reach the top, you fight one boss, which is, I don't know who he is. Firebug. I guess this, this is what the guide is calling it. Comic Alliance is calling him Firebug. But mm-hmm. He was, I can't, I remember fighting him, but not as much as the Joker. So I, I did beat him. I think, oh yeah, he jumped. He did an annoying ass jump. But eventually I found a guide that said that you just have to time your batarangs and then your and your jump away. And then eventually he's a lot more reasonable. So just like any of these games, once you figure out the pattern and you get your timing down, it's not so bad. But the Joker is weird because he has electric he's so he's like a Sith Lord. Sith Lord, I guess. Because Joker, in addition to his gun, can summon lightning uh, at you. Like Joker's famous for his lightning powers. I don't you know, Batman always stressed to struggle against joker because he can electrocute people that's why he wears a rubber suit that's right so to negate jokers unfortunately batman's purple suit is not equipped with the rubber <laughs> material because the da- electricity will hit you but the bullets is what does the most damage anyways it took me a long time to get the pattern down but you have to stand at the tip of joker's gun and just sidestep slightly to avoid the lightning and then if you stand at the tip of the gun he can't really hit you with his gun so you just pummel you fist him to death i was at a, i was out of items at that point anyways i had to fist him uh, but once he was fisted, uh, it was over. It took a long time though, and I hated it. <laughs> I was definitely angry. But that was that was the end of the, end of the game. That was that was the Batman. And I think we should, which is already a long episode. We should move on to damage. Damage uh, is a recommendation system. Whether or not we would recommend it to people. That's based off of one heart each. We can damage up to one full heart for each person, so the game has three lives. Uh, if we do full damage, it means we hate the game. Wouldn't want any. We wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Uh, no damage means we love the game, and we would recommend it to pretty much anyone and everything in between. So, Sage, you want to go first? Okay. So I was listening to again what you guys were saying at the beginning, and I have to disagree a little bit. Um, I, I I do think this game. Has a lot of really good thing. The the wall jumping is a lot of fun, but but then again, there's always a counterpart to a lot of the good things in this game. Like the wall jumping is really is really cool. It's not used really well in the stages. It was a little bit frustrating, but again, it's a good system. The movement I felt it was laggy a little bit. Uh, didn't enjoy you know the the lag when you're when you're jumping. Although it is precise in the sense that you can jump, but it's one of those jumping systems in which if you jump forward, you can't really move in the air. In some of these games, uh, platforming games anyway, imagine Mega Man X, which is a popular, uh, another very popular game that has wall jumping. Kind of like if you wall jump and then you go right, you can still kind of like not go so much to the right if you keep pressing left. There's a little bit of that in this game, but not really. So it makes you feel that when you're in the air, you're really imprecise. So those two things don't go together, I find. I really want to love this game, and I sort of disagree that it will be more fun than Ninja Gaiden. I still think that Ninja Gaiden will be a little bit more fun to play, especially in the beginning, 
because a uh, difficulty doesn't ramp up as fast as in this game and maybe it's because this game is kind of short also and then the the enemy variety is not really good either i mean th there are some enemies that get introduced uh, later in the game but if you play just like the first minute or so you get like running guy you get the booby trap and the Roombas, then you get the spray guy. <laughs> like I don't know what he, he's shooting, but he, he seems like he's shooting this like green spray. Maybe it's like a toxic thing of sorts. And those appear in all of the game. I don't know, I'm really torn because I'm actually looking at the damage for other games here. What, what did I get for Ninja Gaiden, curiously, do you know? I can check. You did full damage. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. Um, like being that I gave like half damage to Final Fantasy VI, which I think is a much better game and I more recommendable <laughs> than this. And the reason is I, I don't think I would recommend this game is because it's kind of hard. I, I like I would say to go and check the the jumping mechanics. That's really cool. Um, some the, the music is amazing, but the game itself I don't think it's super enjoyable and it's not particularly memorable either. Um, although it is a famous game. So I'm really torn, but I think I have to be true to what I've said in the past. So I'm going to give it three-quarters damage. All right. Three-quarters damage from Seiji. I'm up next. I like this game. I'd say I like this game overall. And when I was thinking about it, I brought up the whole save state thing earlier this episode because I want to talk about it. <laughs> I want to know how, how it would change my damage. I, I don't think it does too much in this one because thinking about it, it's pretty generous with the continues. Like, save states makes it better for sure and more fun. And... There's very little, if anybody's going to play this game, if I recommend this game to anyone, I'm 96% sure that almost every one of them is going to play it via virtual console or just by playing the emulator. I really doubt I would say, hey, you should play this Batman game. Uh, you sh they're going to go get an NES and get the cart. It's it's almost unthinkable. So, <laughs> you think so? Uh, I, I think so. I have it, and I, I still played it on my NES Classic. So... <laughs> I mean, so I'm going to take into consideration that people would have the option for save state. So I think that's going to make any older game more fun. Uh, but, you know, even without it, though, like, I don't think you really need it for this one. I, I did it at a convenience, but like you, I think you could still make it through this game, uh, which even with save states, Ninja Gaiden was fucking so hard. I didn't beat Ninja Gaiden, and I'm usually pretty a pretty big stickler for finishing the games we choose for our show. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. It was too difficult, even with save stating constantly. But Batman was a lot a lot more reasonable. Even the bosses, I never really had to save state halfway through a boss fight. Sometimes older games, like, boss phases are still so hard that I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't want to keep redoing this phase over and over again, so I'll just save right here. I was able to make it through all, all the bosses. Uh, I found the controls really precise, at least. Uh, maybe, I mean, Sage and I disagree at this point but uh, i thought the controls were were great and uh, i didn't have too much trouble with controlling batman um i had trouble with the enemies the way the way some of the enemies remote like uh patterns and stuff i thought were pretty cheap and the game certainly has some glitches but that's not unheard of at this time i mean nintendo games especially platformers are kind of famous for their glitches and sometimes like in ninja kaiden they're the only way to proceed uh safely it's by glitching out enemies so um yeah, so I like the graphics, I like the music, I liked my time playing it. I got frustrated for sure, but it was never enough to make me want to stop. I think it's it's a reasonable length of time to play. 
Uh, I think if you're a Batman fan, you're definitely going to like it. So if I had that alone would make it a half damage because so many people like Batman that I could easily recommend that to people who like Batman. But uh, I was going to give this half or even three quarters damage. But the more I thought about it, I think I'll give it I'm going to give it one quarter damage because it's easy to get your hands on. It's as far as old NES style games go. I don't think it's too hard, especially save states. And uh, if you like, if you're like half the people one in the group of people who like Batman for some reason, you're probably going to enjoy this game. Uh, especially if you, so if you're another opponent, if you like retro games, you like platformers, you like bat. There's a lot of subcategories that are popular that I think people like. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go for one quarter damage. Oh boy. Okay. So I I, I picked I, it. Go ahead. I just want to say I don't necessarily. It's for recommendation. I, I don't know what I would give it for pure dip for if it wasn't recommendation because uh, it's still hard. It's still a difficult and rough game. But yeah, I'll stick with my guns. One quarter. I'm sorry. Go ahead, left. No, it's all good. So you know, I kind of picked this game and because of you know, it was one of these games of, of my past that I kind of wanted to revisit. And bonus barrels really just kind of excuse to do it and then talk about it with some friends. Um, so like a lot of games from my past, I find, and, and especially Rob has been kind of the, the biggest factor for this, but shattering my memories of games from the past. And this <laughs> has been a little bit of what happened with, with this game. Um, as in, you know, looking, playing this game now, I kind of feel like it's at a very odd place in the NES library. It's not good enough or or you know has that challenge that you would you know compare to you know your ninja Gaiden or your castlevania style games and you know it doesn't have the simplicity fun ease of access as you know a mario game does so it it's kind of falling into this weird category of nes games that it's 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 a challenge but it's not too much of a challenge and it's fun but it's not too much fun um, so it's, it's kind of hard to kind of gauge on, on how to recommend this because, you know, it's like, oh, you want to play a fun, you know, easy breezy game, you know, for the NES Batman's not really great for that. Oh, do you want to play one of those crazy hard NES games that, you know, once you beat, you're going to feel like you just beat the world. Batman's not the game for that. It's, it's in this weird in between of, of a fun, casual game in a, in a difficult, you know, trial of a, of a, of an experience. So I don't even know how to think of it right now. Um, well, left. It reminds me of, uh, of something. It's like, if you had soup, or porridge was that was too hot. <laughs> porridge that was too cold. You want the porridge that's just right. And to me, it sounds to me like you just described the perfect bowl of porridge. I think there's a fable that goes along with how that is the best choice to make. See, you would you would <laughs> think that you would think that this is a happy medium, but in reality, <laughs> it's an unhappy medium because it doesn't have you know that intensity that the difficult NES games would have and it doesn't have the fun you know that the simple nes games would like like a bobble bobble kind of thing you know oh. um so it, it's 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 in a weird place in in the nes particular region of of things right um so it's it's difficult to say you know if if i'm recommending this i feel like i would recommend it to someone who likes Batman, but doesn't know anything about Batman. Um, so it's, it's weird. It's a very, very weird game. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be with Seiji. This game is probably worth three quarters damage. Um, 
it's uh it's a good game it's not it's not an nes classic though is mm. is what i think it's it's not but it's definitely something worth checking out if you're into nes style games yeah can i do a, a quick follow-up um yes I, I was listening to an older episode of i don't remember the, the number but you were reading from a nintendo power magazine rob i don't know if you remember okay. this one and oh, batman uh was in like the winner although i think it, they were in alphabetical order i think you mentioned in that episode oh yeah i fucked that one up <laughs> I remember that. But Batman like won a bunch of those categories. <laughs> so probably in its time was uh better regarded and it pro it was probably a better game. But you see, I played this game before, uh a lot of times I think. At the released in emulators. And every time I'm I would play this game, I was like, ah, oh, which one is this game? I I'm gonna play it. And then I put it on and they're like, oh music is amazing. And then I would play a little bit of it and it was like, oh, is this game? <laughs> and and I and I got that same feeling of like after you you go past the first few maybe the first stage or so and you're like oh wall jumping cool oh the music's cool and then it's like it's it's going downhill from there it's kind of like it's yeah not, it's not a lot of fun and that is why I think Ninja Gaiden is better because I I remember Ninja Gaiden really well in my memory but I I don't think this game like triggers that kind of emotion where you're like oh you know what I want to play right now Batman the video game and like. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I and the uh, the sequel is much better. I find, uh, although it's very different. It's more like a like a shooting game of sorts. I think. I know you you guys have played uh, Return of the Joker. That's, that's, no. that's I, I think that's a better game. And Batman has like a lot more like weapons and more interesting, better presentation. Also, this wasn't my first time playing the game either. Um, but I'd never gotten very far in the past. Like I didn't play it as a kid. I don't think. But I definitely played it in like high school when I was just getting introduced to the world of ROMs and emulators and. Mm -hmm. I remember playing this, but I never got far. I don't know why. I, I, I'm pretty sure I liked those types of games more or less back then. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing's stuck with me, but people change over time. I, li I like this game now. Um, I'm glad I played it. It feels like one of those games that ever, it's always on people's lists as like a backup game or like a not your top game, but like, hey, this is not like a hidden gem because everybody a, knows about it. A runner up. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, there's a place for silver silver prizes. I, I like you know second place winners are are fine with me. Um, I, I I'm glad I beat it. It's one of those games that like there's so many games that I feel like everybody needs to beat. One that's coming up for bonus barrels, a, a little bit of a teaser, is Super Metroid, a game I've not played significantly, and that that'll be another another one that uh, I'm I'll be happy to check off my I guess my gaming bucket list. But this is one that would be on my list but far down. So I'm, I'm glad to have finally beat it. And uh, I, think, I, I think it was worth playing. I liked it. I guess that's it, right? We're done? We're done. So We're done, guys. And it was <laughs> nice to have the full, full crew. Nice to see you back. Left people, you know, who are happy. Sundary J, big fan. I'm a big fan of uh, Sundary J. Shout, shout out to Tony, who also uh, likes our show and, and uh, is always saying, where's left, where's left? Well, there you go. Uh, you're, you had a, this is your treat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, club.org P P one is is sailing the seas. I miss that guy. I, I miss I miss him and I miss P two. Even though I still talk to him, it's just not it's not the same without Weekly. I miss Weekly. Right, Sagey? Yeah, I miss Weekly so much. Still, guys. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Rob and Les and Sagey. Bye.
Mm-hmm.